difficult, 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 <laughs> and go and talk now i'm just gonna and take a little time to podcast. i'm gonna take a nap you take it you do it katie <laughs> okay i'll do the podcast i'm katie frame and marisa Cecilia anderson is sleeping in i the need corner. a nap don't mind her i need oh, i'm sure it's fine we all need a nap the whole freaking world needs a nap um, it's a little bit of nap time, siesta. That's this right. This is the Difficult Women podcast, by the way. Mm, it's a snooze fest. <laughs> it's, all, it's already <laughs> off the rails, but that's that's to be expected. Guess what? What? I thrusted 85 pounds the other day. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that's like a small donkey. <laughs> I have no idea how much a donkey was. That's know. like a really small donkey. I but think. like one of those tiny <laughs> little horses that I for, that like I want to get for our Golden Girls house. Oh yeah! Didn't I it's send like a you large that? dog. Yeah. yeah, I want a large dog horse slash. I want a, I want a log, large dog and a small horse for our Golden Girls Ranch when we retire. I keep sending Katie like ideas for this our Golden Girls house. You guys can join us. We'll have a giveaway and we'll select a listener to join us in fifty. You better years. be a good roommate though, because <laughs> what if we did we'll that? Out if you're no what good. if we did an Instagram? <laughs> You know how people That's like, like a big commitment. I don't well, know. I can't even find a boyfriend that I like. I don't we're gonna know pick one one follower to join us in fifty years in Miami, Florida. We what if swear. no one applied? I bet no one would apply. No one would. <laughs> no one would. No one would send it. In. You're like losing your mind over there. You've been working a lot. I am. Huh? Yeah. I yeah. Oh. I just am living in the Zoom to produce podcasts. Oh, yep. But it's great. But wait, you had a premiere of one of your films. You should tell everybody. I did. I had a premiere of a little uh, spot. Uh, don't say little. Like Remember, web, we said a big, said don't. a giant web a giant series. Giant web series. Very <laughs> large web series. <laughs> um, it was really big. Very big web series. It's going to be huge. How does Ooh. Trump say it? Huge. Huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was very exciting. It's really Aww. like, it's very exciting to see. I get very, I get very nervous to see what I filmed on a bigger screen because then you're like oh am I going to see all the problems but it looked great oh, if I do see, say so myself of course yeah. see congratulations that's thank really so exciting thank you hmm. well you know what also is exciting what we got a quick little comment on YouTube I just have to read it to you because oh apparently you haven't <laughs> seen this I'm worried um, I love when people look at our videos at Reformed Whores on YouTube check mm-hmm. out we have so many videos you guys check them out we're gonna but make some more too it's gonna be we great. do we will be when our album comes out all right so we got we got a message oh for our girls poop two video oh no and this man wrote if girls don't poop then girls don't eat if girls mm. don't eat then all girls will starve and die if all the girls are dead then there will be nobody for guys to procreate with mm. if there's nobody for guys to procreate with then all guys will die childless if all guys die it's a poem can you tell <laughs> if, all, deep. <laughs> if all guys die childless then our species will go extinct our species is clearly not extinct therefore it has to be the case that girls poop too 
that's what the song was about. <laughs> just, Thank you. That's yeah, very good. I think that oh. that's man, mansplaining to the nth that's degree on that one. Mansplaining. <laughs> <Just really. laughs> oh God, isn't that ridiculous? That's so funny. Um, <laughs> what I like about that too is the thing he seemed the most concerned about was that women were really used for procreating with men. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like oh, that's okay, so well, cute. That's uh, a, that's enough uh, of that. Nope. No way. No how. So do we have a surprise for you guys? It's not really a surprise because we've been telling you about it, but we have a month-long self-love challenge that's going to be led by our good friend, Lori Woolridge. We're so happy to have you back. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. It's so exciting. Can you please remind our listeners who you are and what you do? I am a um, certified spiritual life coach an intuitive love connoisseur, as I like to call myself. So I basically help uh, people, mostly women, understand who they are on a soul level. And and because your soul is love, help you understand what uh, love is and through all your different kinds of relationships. So that's basically what I do. I'm an angel scribe. I um, channel messages from the, the angel realm. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And um, right now I'm also um, in the gym trying to be a bodybuilder. I mean, (laughs) me too, (laughs) kind of. I've been thrusting. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not, you know, and by bodybuilding, I mean, get my behind off the floor and up Mm. to where it's supposed to be. Um, (laughs) Love it. I'm doing that with my tits. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's a lost cause for me, but there you go. (laughs) Because you know, confidence is mother nature's push-up bra. So just just what you going to say. Love love it. Love it. This is why we love you. And uh, for those of you that don't remember, I actually went through Lori's program and it really, the reason why we're so excited about it is it really, really had a huge impact on the way I see myself and my relationships with other people now. And so I just want to make sure that we give you all the opportunities to uh, learn from her as well. So we're going to be doing a week by week program with y'all if you are interested in joining us. So tell us about this program that you've developed. Yeah. So, you know, February is the love month and we get caught up in it so much because of that you know, day on the 14th, Valentine's Day, where we either decide we're losers or winners based on who loves or doesn't love us. And so what this program really does, it's four weeks, one thing to do every day, but each week is taking you through kind of the paces of developing a habit of loving yourself within a relationship with yourself. Because, you know, we don't think of self when we think of relationships. So we are asking our listeners to join us for this 28-day challenge of loving yourself, right? So everyone can go to your website. Really easy to join. There's no cost. And we actually have a little freebie at the end for you. So um, you can go to soulsexy, S-O-L-sexy.co. And you'll see right on the homepage a way to sign up. You will just press a little button and you're going to give me your name and your email address. And as soon as you do that, it's going to send you the workbook that you will be working on throughout the challenge. Um, And then at the end of it all, we, the three of us, um, these beautiful 
slightly difficult, but totally awesome <laughs> women. Uh, and I are going to be doing a love talent soul circle um, where we can, after you've gone through the challenge, you can come back and we can answer questions and, um, you know, allow us to share a little love with each other as we um, talk about the love that we found for ourselves. Oh, how exciting. Is there anything about this week that our um, listeners should be ready for in our first week of the challenge? Yeah. So uh, the first week is just going to get you into the habit, right? So the thing that you're going to want to do is commit to Mm -hmm. this, valuing yourself enough to commit to doing one small thing a day uh, in order to get your love on. Every day you'll do an I love you um, and a show and tell prompt. And that is actually telling yourself you love yourself. That can be really tough to look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say, I love you. You're also going to have a very short two minute, if that much read of um, an angel prompt and whatever comes up for you. And it's again, just words, you can doodle whatever you want. And then there's one activity to do. So for the first week, it's just getting in the mindset of being committed to doing one thing. And I would also recommend that you read over the night before what you're going to be doing the next day so that you can be aware uh, of what's kind of coming up and what you're looking for. This is hugely stay in the moment, be in the moment, stay in the now kind of work. Loving yourself can be a really up and down thing. So what I'm promising you is that you are really going to be much more aware of the things that you do to sabotage the love you have for self. Mm, Recognition yep. is the first key, and this is definitely gonna get you recognizing where you're getting in your own way. Well, I th- I'm excited about this. I think it's gonna be a great way to do February because like I just said, we had such a great, I had such a great January. How was your January? I had such a great January as well. And actually I was just telling a friend the other day that how cool would it be for like every single month in 2022, I do a, a challenge of some sort. So we just did dry January and now we're going to yes. do self-love February and March is going to be what, what all can I munch yeah. on? <laughs> Munch Munchy March. Munchy um, March. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what our episode's going to be about today is um, our dry January experience. I don't know out there if you have uh, done dry January, if you did it this year, if you've done it before, if you're thinking about doing it, if you don't drink at all. I don't know what your situation is, but uh, I don't know. I had a, I learned a lot. I, I think mm-hmm. you maybe did too. So we thought we want to impart some of the thoughts that, that came up during this time for us during this I, dry January. I do have to like, <laughs> have to come clean though first off that I started January 2nd. <laughs> I think, well, did I tell you that? <laughs> I know, but I yeah. have to come clean because I had a couple days of drinking at the end of the month, which I had planned before January started. Oh. And I think I even said oh. it on the podcast when we sort of were thinking, like when we started to decide we would do it. I was like, there's going to be a couple days. <laughs> I'm probably going to. Yeah. Because I knew I had events coming. Mm, well, that's good to know and plan for. Yes. Huh. And I'm so glad I did it like that this time mm-hmm. because... I have a couple like mentally there's something about dry January where you're like there's a safety net because you're like okay I've told myself I'm not going to drink on these days Mm -hmm. so I don't feel like I'm going to like I don't feel like there's a risk there at a certain point um so to drink in the middle a little bit was useful because then I could like reflect Mm. within the safety net 
of the dry January. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself, girl. Was, exactly. you know, I, I and that was really helpful, honestly, because I, I realized that like, especially when I drank, there was a, one night, especially I drank too much. And I was like, wow, I hate this. Mm. I hate this. And after being feeling so good for so many days mm-hmm. to then have this night where I drank too much, I was like, this, why, why would I, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. I was so really was taking stock in when I really wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, and just why, why did I feel like nothing else would make me happy other than a martini or, a, oh God, or red wine mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah, there really is like any kind of stress from work or the pandemic or, you know, my love life. I just wanted to drink, but yeah. I didn't. I resisted. But That's very I, have, good. I came up with some tricks. So what were some of your tricks? Uh, club soda. <laughs> That's a good trick. club soda in a wine glass with a fresh squeezed lemon. Nice. Yeah. It does not do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I will say for me. Yes. Um, and again, I just want to tell our listeners, like if anybody is struggling with alcoholism or, you know, we see you, we hear you. Yeah. We, this is this could be a triggering episode so it may not be a good one for you to listen to I don't know I just want to put that out there because we both have yes. struggled and with I, friends and with I sobriety also, and stuff yeah and I want to add that I think that everybody's body and everybody's like journey on these kind of mm-hmm. things is very very different mm-hmm. so things that might work for you or for me may not work for somebody else and somebody's sort of plan after a dry January or even I mean whatever so yes I think that's extremely important to acknowledge to each their own yes (laughs) when it comes to drinking but for me um I went out to dinner one time and I got a club soda and bitters and they put it in a fancy I was like can you pretend it's a cocktail and put it in one of your (laughs) fancy cocktail and she was like oh girl I'm doing dry January too so she Gave me this really cool cocktail and it felt like I was enjoying a cocktail. And that was awesome because then when I got my bill, it wasn't ah, that expensive. Yes. So that's a pro, that's a pro for not drinking and going out to eat is that you save so much money. Yeah. Um, but when I'm sitting around, yeah, I really do like to put club soda in a wine glass. Yeah. The club soda thing. I tried a couple of those um, non-alcoholic like like kin euphorics and things like that I don't know if you've Mm. seen those um there's another one called ritual ritual zero or something and they do these like non-alcoholic alcoholic alcoholic things but they're not Mm. alcoholic zero and um I didn't like any of them (laughs) I'm not gonna lie they're kind of expensive and some people love them Mm. but they're kind of expensive and I really gave them a good college try but I realized that my go-to really was I love seltzer. <laughs> I'm just mm. like a sel- seltzer gal. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I'm definitely into that in, in camp seltzer. I drink a lot of seltzer this month. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot, a lot. I did um, learn that um, seltzer is bad for your teeth. And so yeah. if you are going to drink seltzer, just drink it in one sitting. Don't drink it all day long like I like to do. Mm. Just drink it once. I'll just have to get dentures. It's fine. <laughs> My teeth are falling out anyway. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, I'd rather go with the seltzer teeth falling out than um <laughs> having liver <laughs> damage that's the rest true. of my life you know i mean it's like we got to pick our battles mm-hmm. uh that's interesting that we're t- also what you're saying about taking getting a ch- opportunity to take stock of like why you're drinking i mm-hmm. think is so huge and when you're having like a craving what is that what do you think that alcohol is doing for you you know what i mean like what does your brain think alcohol will fix when you're having that craving. You know what I mean? That's the thing that I was really like very aware of on this 
Dry Jan- mm. I've done Dry January three times, and the first two times it felt more like I was just like white knuckling it through the month. Mm. And this time I think I just had a lot more, maybe because we weren't going out as much. Because back in those days we would be like in Charleston, yeah. and we'd be like mm-hmm. doing all these things. Um, but I really was asking myself questions like, what when I feel like I need a drink, what am I really fe- trying to fix here? Mm-mm. You know, the hole in my the heart. Hole. I am trying to fill this hole with this thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, once you eliminate that as an option, you have to like look at yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> at like a totally deeper mm-hmm. level, which can be really uncomfortable. And one of the things that popped up for me was I was way more aware of my phone addiction because oh, I wasn't drinking, and, it, and mm. it wasn't because I was using my phone more Mm -hmm. I was just more aware that I was using it Mm -hmm. and it was the same that searching kind of feeling when you're like scrolling through TikTok or whatever this like searching (laughs) searching search I'm going I'm Mm -hmm. I can't stop what am I looking for where am I what am I what do I think I'm getting out of this it's like the same thing and I think that I I, I was having like an existential crisis around this stuff because I was like, wow, this is really an expression of how we are constantly searching for things outside of us to mm. fix something inside mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. that can only be fixed from the inside, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And I think that like that's the dangers with alcohol for some people, not everybody, but some people for sure, is that you're using this thing to run away from your life. Mm-hmm. to hide your feelings, to not address stuff, to mm-hmm. try to fix something, ho- fill a hole, you know. And I definitely feel like, and I don't think by any stretch of the imagination I'm alone in that world at mm-hmm. all, um, that I've just, that that sense of like, well, shit. <laughs> this is like, what am I doing with this? Right. You know? I think for me, I use alcohol to numb. Just yes. numb my feelings, yeah, just numb the cir- circumstances around me. I mean, the most I ever drank was when I first moved down to Nashville. I was living in my friend's basement. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was a full-blown, I had a, a big problem. I was smoking tons of weed, and I was so depressed. But I'll tell you, the most fun I ever had was just getting shit-faced. Like, the, out of my days during the pandemic of working, I'd work all day long, and the entire time I would just think, yeah, but you get to get drunk tonight. Yeah. Woohoo! By yourself in a friend's basement. Like, ha- it was just such a sad existence. But it took me then moving. I finally moved into my own place. And that first week, I went through... So I don't have recycling for my per- my my apartment, but my parents do. And so it actually, to see the amount of bottles Mm. I had after a week of living alone, because I had to bring them over. I'm a huge (laughs) recycler, and I know I could, as an adult, take them to the recycling center myself. But my parents have a really cute recycling (laughs) type thing downstairs in the garage. So I brought over all my bottles. I had so, so many wine bottles from one week of living alone. Mm. And that was the first time I was like, okay. You are trying to really hide from something. What is going on? And that was just like, I mean, I feel like everybody was feeling it and still are feeling it. The stress of the pandemic. For sure. Drinking is up 30% since the pandemic started. Yeah. And it's because we're just trying to numb the stress and anxiety that this fucking bullshit has caused. Totally. And the thing about it that's like too 
too bad. And I've, I, I am a million percent in that camp. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm on my journey right now trying to figure out right. where alcohol fits or doesn't fit mm-hmm. into my life mm-hmm. anymore. Because one of the things that I found on this dry January for me was like, I'm getting disenchanted with alcohol. And yes. I'm starting Ooh, to be I'm so like, glad you said that. Yeah. I just feel like it's, and I, this is why I was really glad that I had these like kind of quote unquote slip up days that were planned slip up mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. because I was like, wow, this sucks. Mm. I'm not really enjoying it while I'm doing it. I'm not, I'm certainly not enjoying the way I feel the next day, mm. you know? And what is it that I think it's doing for me? And it's like, yeah, I have fun. Like, you know what I mean? There are moments where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having fun. But then the question is, is it the alcohol that's making me have fun? Or is it like the fact that I'm out in, with people that I like? You know what I mean? Right. And like, how much does it mean? And I will say, I on the, I, I was like, why am I, why did I drink as much as I did that one night that I went out? Why did I drink that much? Because I remember very clearly in the middle of my second glass of wine, I was like, I don't want any more. Mm. I was like, I don't want any more. But I felt pressure totally internally not Mm -hmm. no one was telling Mm -hmm. me anything Mm -hmm. but I felt like if I don't keep drinking I'm gonna that'll be the end of the night and I I don't want to go home by myself yeah I don't want to go home yeah and so then and you kind of pass a certain point where like you're so drunk you're like oh this kid you know what I mean whatever but I, I I consciously in the middle of a second drink said I don't want any more of this and then I drank mm. more and anyway. Kept, hmm. And I kept going anyway. And not because I was like, oh, I just need one more drink. It was the opposite. I was like, I don't, this is making me feel like shit. Mm. But the social pressures feel so big, especially I think in like New York City and like, and I love bars. I love bars. I love being I know, in a I bar. I love a good dive bar. I love bars. I love mm-hmm. the like gritty sadness. Oh, <laughs> give me some peanuts too. Like drinking <laughs> a Bud Light and opening peanuts and throwing the shell on the ground. Like there's nothing. I I love I love that. I love yeah. listening to music and talking, yapping on to people I may not agree with, but then yeah. have some really great conversations. I don't know. Yeah. But so then the question is like, can I be then in a bar anyway? And maybe have one glass of wine and then some seltzer. Like, why does it have to be, why do I have to have a million drinks to mm-hmm. feel like I have to be there? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then the, the next time that I drank, I was trying to explore that a little bit. And what I did, and this actually was worked pretty well, and I want to, I would move forward with this, is that I would order like a drink, like a glass of wine, and I'd order a seltzer at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. And then it would take me much longer to get through that first round. And then... I think if I could go back and do it differently, my second round, I would have just ordered a soft drink, mm-hmm. like a seltzer. Mm-hmm. And then on the third round, if I felt like I wanted another glass of wine, I think I would have then ordered the next glass of wine. And then mm-hmm. I would have already been three rounds in, very well hydrated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and only like two <laughs> glasses of wine. You know what I mean? So I mean, just like trying to come up with, and it's so sad you have to like have strategies like this because it just mm-hmm. feels like, it, I, I feel like it can feel like it's gripping onto your life in this crazy way and it's Mm -hmm. just like a beverage Mm -hmm. like this beverage has like so much power over us in these weird weird ways Mm -hmm. um and that is like something I don't want to feel anymore I don't want to feel like I'm I'm under I I have no that that it's controlling me and on any level Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to feel anymore like oh I have to have a drink Mm -hmm. I want it to be like oh I'm going to choose to have a drink or not today you know right well, I tell you, I went on a couple dates at the beginning of the month and, you know, I wasn't drinking and it really allowed me. So the person I went out with wasn't drinking also. 
And I think to honor like the fact that I was doing Dry January, which was really polite. Um, but then it was it was great because I felt like we were really able to have a good conversation, open and honest, without booze involved. So you really got to know a person. I mean, I'm of two minds because like, gosh, alcohol really helps people loosen up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really I did miss it <laughs> for like. Yeah, especially I mean, for a first date, honest, yeah. you know, because you're like a little <clears throat> yeah. nervous or like, oh, God, what are we going to talk about? And you just start drinking and then, you know, word vomiting. But it was great because I was just like so coherent. And I remember one date, it was like <laughs> we had dinner and then like by 830. <laughs> Actually, and we were done with dinner and like it's not like we were going to go to a bar or anything because I don't drink. And it was I literally was like, oh, it's great because I'm watching um a discovery of witches on Amazon yeah. so I could get home and wa- and finish. And I was like, you said that out loud. And yeah. you're not drunk. And, you know, but then I was like, fuck it. This is who I am. I'm like, right. this, I love fantasy type stuff on Amazon. Right. I like witches and wizards. Like, here you go. <laughs> and yeah. I could just like be myself completely and unapologetically like, I, you know, and, and confident too. Yeah. I think that alcohol, again, is like numbing and it's hiding and it makes me just like maybe even like put on airs so maybe going forward on dates I won't drink we'll see or yeah or I mean like maybe it's different every time I mean I think that like that's the thing is it it doesn't have to yeah and I know from my prior experience like you can have like a plan moving into the next month that like because I'm saying all this like I don't really want to drink so much and like what's gonna happen I don't know what I'm gonna end up really doing you know like I really don't know what's gonna happen but um or I really like I really like the idea of being a person who like really doesn't drink much at all normally and then mm-hmm. has like if they're going on a date you have like a glass of wine. Mm. Oh, they loosen up a little bit. You get to know you're not obliterated though and like you're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not in the streets screaming at a church like I tend to do when I'm like wasted. So, you know, it's just like their last day. I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't need to be on the streets screaming and potentially getting arrested for some like right. you know, disorderly conduct. I don't need that. I don't, uh, need it. don't need it in your life. Be gone. No, Satan. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. Well, I tell you, the biggest benefit has been my face. My face yes. is bloated. My my cheekbones are popping. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's no, like, I don't have weird bumps, you know? And then I've just been sleeping like a freaking baby. And oh then I'm I fresh as a daisy in the morning and I work out first thing in the morning and my workouts are a thousand times better because I'm not not less like this like noodle of a person. I'm yeah. actually very intentional. Yeah. And aware. Like, yeah. And you're yeah. and you're like more alive. Like your mm-hmm. body's not like spending all of this time trying to process this alcohol from the night before or whatever. It's actually right. like, OK, now we're going to do something good. I mm-hmm. my thing. I struggled with my sleep for the first couple of weeks, just like getting on some sort of a sleep schedule. But even when I was struggling, it, my sleep quality was so much better that mm-hmm. like there was one night I didn't get to bed until like five in the morning because I just was like, ah, <laughs> like <laughs> I just couldn't sleep. And then I had to be up a couple hours later. So I got four hours of sleep. And I remember being worried when I woke up like, oh, God, am I going to be like in trouble today? No, I felt great because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like I got real sleep, even though it was only four hours. Mm-hmm. So that's not usual for me. If I even if I have like a glass one glass of something it disturbs my sleep enough that it's mm. not that that's not happening. My I have a rash that went away. <gasps> I was really I had this rash forever. Yes. Wow. The rash is gone. Uh I lost six pounds. Oh by doing nothing 
Oh, Except yeah. not See, drinking. that's the most. That's great. I still weigh the most I've ever weighed in my entire life. But <laughs> muscle, I, baby. I mean, again, it's different. That's different for everybody. too. And muscle. Yeah, it's definitely muscle mm-hmm. that you're gaining because you're working out. I think for me, it was like I just wasn't ordering two dinners every night. Right. <laughs> like I was I doing love two I, dinners. Yeah. Oh God. But I don't need it. I don't need two dinners. You right. Know? And I was cooking a lot more. Yeah. Cooking. Oh, God. A bit. Yeah. I do miss that glass of wine while cooking. That's a fun yeah. thing. But I yeah. put it in a put seltzer in a wine glass and did the same thing. Um, another big thing for me is that so I don't dream often. Mm. I dreamt I had so many dreams this month. Oh, so interesting. many. Last night I woke up laughing. Oh. Full on laughing in my dream and then woke up and was like that was terrifying (laughs) (laughs) but was it like a bad dream or was it no I was something was really funny I can't remember the dream so much but I remember the dream I was laughing and then when I woke up I had a lover next to me I scared him (laughs) I was like did I did you hear me laughing he was like yeah that was scary I was like but it's great I'm dreaming again (laughs) I think I scared him (laughs) but I'm sober Uh, so it's great anyway yeah but laughing, but, laughing in my sleep. <laughs> but that's great. great. I mean, that's like a great thing. I don't know. I think yeah. it's cool. I don't know what's, again, I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I did look into what are the like re- the amounts of alcohol that's recommended to yes. drink. Yes. What did you find? Because I, I found, found a pretty high number. I was like, great. There's <laughs> lots of different <laughs> things that I read. The most standard one that I found was that it's seven units for women and 14 units for men a week. Mm. But a unit is not a glass. <laughs> Oh. A unit is a very specific measurement of alcohol, and it de- and you can't measure it in volume because it's reliant on the ABV of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, of like how alcoholic it is, is like a glass of, you know, a five percent beer is going to be different amount of units than a glass of a nine percent beer, right? Mm-hmm. So, but to give you an average idea of what it would be, <laughs> they said like, uh, like a five percent beer for a for, for a man fourteen units would mm-hmm. be like six pints of beer a week and for women it'd be half that so it'd be three pints of beer a week and that would be like their suggested amount and then I saw another thing that said the suggested amount was for everybody was uh-huh. two to three glasses a week two to three glasses of just, something a huh. week. okay well I like mine more um, <laughs> sure <laughs> Well, so there's actually a cool article. I will recommend this. It says it's, it was in the New York Times and actually at the beginning of January um, called the title was Sober Curious, How to Embrace Mindful Drinking. And it's by Danny Blum, if you want to look it up. And then at the end of the article, she recommends. Let's see who recommends this, because I was like, I am here for this. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was a professional who was recommending this. This is just a, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is just another person uh, being interviewed in the article. But she says that she's sticking to the rule of three. So three drinks or less three nights a week. I was like, yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah, that I, I mean, think for people that are like that have been drinking a lot and they want to cut back. That seems like a good place to start. Yeah, totally. Sure. But there's also a book. Um, I'm curious. I also just love the title of this book, but it's called Sober Curious. It's written by Ruby Warrington. Sober Curious, the blissful sleep, greater focus, limitless presence, and deep connection awaiting us all on the other side of alcohol. 
<laughs> That's ah. the title of the book. <laughs> I'm going to get it from the library. But sober curious. I, I guess I could say maybe currently I'm a little bi-curious and sober curious. Hmm. Great. Meld them together. 20, <laughs> 22. <laughs> Who am I? Who knows? That's but, great. Yeah, there's another book I want to recommend. This book I read after Nikki Glaser was talking about it because um, she quit drinking uh, and she was having she was drinking a, like a lot to the point where she was saying that she um, was just blacking out almost immediately after having like a drink because her body mm-hmm. was just like trying to shut her down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was just really bad. Um, <clears throat> so she started re- reading this book called uh, Alan Carr wrote it and it's called The Easy Way to Control Alcohol. Hmm. and you start reading it and spoiler alert you get through the book and you realize this isn't a book about cutting back it's a book about quitting and he says like Mm -hmm. I called it this to try to get you to rope you into reading it but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like it's really about quitting and it's even if you're not thinking about quitting I would recommend it I learned so much from this book it really helped me think about alcohol in a different way I think it's partly why I think I'm starting to really feel like I don't I'm disenchanted you know what I mean like I don't think that I need this as much as I thought I needed it Mm. so especially if you're really struggling or you really really want to you just need some help getting out of this cycle I really recommend reading that Mm -hmm. book Um, and of course if you're really struggling then please get help in any Mm -hmm. way you need to if you need to go to um, a hospital or like a, a doctor and have help that way too there are methods that you can use to help stop drinking there's like drugs now you can take that make drinking so unappealing that people quit doing that we're using that i don't know about it i'm not i'm not i don't know how that works i know it's like a real thing people are doing now um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so i know that this can get like a a slippery slope but Mm -hmm. um but i do recommend that book for anybody Mm. if you're like questioning your drinking habits Mm -hmm. Mm. look at us we're growing yep. as humans. <laughs> skin, my skin looks good. Don't have a rash. It's always good. My tooth did fall out the other day, but yeah, <laughs> it's fine. That's... that's fine. I put it back in. We got it back in. It's not a big deal. I don't think it had anything to do with this not drinking. The tooth was like running to the bar. It was like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> right. Well, the thing going forward, I don't know what my relationship with alcohol is going to look like. I will. Yeah. I that's that's mindful. I just want to be more mindful, but mm-hmm. I don't want to set like limitations because then or restrictions yeah. or like plans or like only three three drinks three nights that sounds like a lot still but I don't know I just I I want to make sure that every time I do drink like I'm just mindful of it so yeah. like going to a dive bar and having like seven vodka sodas just because I'm there and it's Friday night and I got an uber and you know like okay maybe maybe yeah. maybe it'll be worth it but what do I have the next day and what is that going right. to ruin my next day right or am I training for I'm getting ready to go to Belize and like I want to be fucking snatch you know yeah. I'm already snatch but I want to yeah. even more you know but like yep. let's just let's be more mindful I'm telling that to myself yeah I have to say too like you don't realize when you're kind of rolling along on your even if it's like like I had cut my drinking back anyway but I was still mm-hmm. drinking pretty consistently like even if it was like a drink or two a day or I'd have a couple of days off but then I get wasted on one weekend or whatever and it was pretty consistently happening like that mm-hmm. you don't realize how bad a hangover is until you haven't had one for like a month mm. and then you're like well Jesus fucking Christ why right. <laughs> why 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 right. 
why does yeah. this exist even? Um, another thing that you might be interested in doing is tracking your drinking so that, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't have to be that you're controlling it in any way or you're trying to set limitations, but just to look, be able to look back on the week and see how you did or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple apps that I really, really like. I'm going to recommend. Uh, these are both free. There's one called Dry Days. It's like a UK based app and I just love the way they put it together and like you get a little like award every day if you don't drink and it makes me feel good and then if you have under uh, uh, four units you don't they're not like you failed they're just like okay you have like a moderate drinking day and then if you get over four units they're like maybe you should maybe rethink that um (laughs) but it doesn't but they're not judgy it's just a way to track your track your drinking and then if that's not your up your alley there's this new like app called Sunnyside and it's like you get text, you text through it. So if you don't mm. like getting texts, then maybe it's not for you. But I do like it because it's like right on my phone. I'm always on my phone. So I see it all the time. And then you can set like that week. You can say, okay, I have an event this day. I'm going to set three drinks for this event. I'm going to set zero for the rest, you know, for this part of the week. But then I'm going to set two because I might want a glass of wine at home after work mm. on this day. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. can sort of control sort of see what you set yourself up for and then see am I hitting those marks or am I not hitting those marks Mm -hmm. if I'm not hitting them and I really wanted to on Monday but on Friday I'm like way off what happened Mm -hmm. that week you know Mm -hmm. why am I off and then you can really be checking in on yourself and being mindful in a way that's really good so Mm -hmm. I like that helps me like because otherwise you like can lie to yourself (laughs) and you can be like I didn't drink that much this week and you're like oh actually tracking is very smart and then you just hold yourself accountable that's all. And even if it's not even about holding yourself accountable, if it's just being aware, mm-hmm. just so you're not lying to yourself. Because why? What is the point of lying to yourself? Right. Lie to your lie to your friends. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> you know. You can tell them like ah, I didn't drink that much, but just know for you. <laughs> lie to your friends and family. It's fine. Don't lie oh. to yourself. <laughs> all right. This is straight vodka. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> just okay. kidding. I'm glad. <laughs> JK, JK. It's just water. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to decide like when, you know, I, so I haven't broken the seal yet. Uh, so what, what, when am I going to have? Yeah. That's a gin. Look, I mean, and it can be a really fun, enjoyable thing. So I get it. Yeah. Too. It's gonna, gonna be great. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do like a check in at the end of February. Oh or yeah, we'll and see check. what happened. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I'm just. I lost my house. I'm living on the street. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. Don't look at me. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's a miracle though that we made it through New York, like uh, in our 20s and into our oh, 30s, and like that we're just, not dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like totally. I'll yeah. never forget. Like I was in a cab on the Brooklyn Bridge and opened my door while driving. Probably, you know, the guy was going 45 miles an hour. I opened the door to puke, hanging out on the bridge, and he was like, "Anyway." I got all I got so many stories oh, yeah. like that so, so many, many just because I was just drunk having a good time because New York is so fun yeah. so fun and, being, and also <laughs> but also being on tour and stuff I mean like we totally. were just and there was a time where like we we were not getting on stage without having at least one Bud Light yeah you know yeah, it's true uh, and it was like in some ways uh, well in some ways I started to think like do I have to have this to be funny mm. you know and that mm. and then I remember I did my first show January and we did a show and I was like so scared and it went fine I was like oh thank god <laughs> it's not like a miracle elixir that it's the funny <laughs> I'm not I funny. remember it's that the- show too because I was like oh my god she's not drinking like this isn't going to be as fun and I think it was more fun 
Like it was just, it, was really it didn't fun. matter. It just didn't matter. There was also, I will mention that uh, there was one show we did in Charleston. I was doing the Dre Dre. And we thought, okay, well, we'll talk about it on stage a little because it'll be funny or whatever. And what I didn't expect was when we mentioned it to have 300 people booing me to get all together oh yeah they did and boo. that oh, did not that? feel good that didn't it's not no matter what it is it never feels good when you have a room full of people booing you and i was like wow we our our relationship with our, this country's relationship with alcohol is <laughs> fucked up if you're booing me for trying you're to booing. take care of my health a little bit right god <laughs> yeah, well, yeah i wonder where we get that social pressure from yeah i wonder <laughs> america anyway uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel I'm very happy. I'm hope. I mean, I'm hopeful for and I and I had wanted to mention too that I one of my resolutions was this like year of health thing, and I think that mm-hmm. this is like was is such a good way to start that off and like just trying to be again mindful of what I'm putting in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and who I'm putting in my body. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll see. Well, write us in. Did Let you us know? Did you make it through Dry January? Have We'd you tried Dry January? Are you are you like fuck that shit, or are you like that sounds like a and you can do it in February. You don't have to do it in January. Yeah, you know, you can don't do be it limited whenever. Absolutely. Ah. And again, if you are someone that is struggling with alcohol in a really serious way, please get help. Please, please get help. You, it's not worth. It's not worth uh, just dying over. I have yeah. family members that have died of alcoholism, and it's not it's not cute it's not a cute way to go no it's not no Mm. well thanks for listening you guys uh have one for us (laughs) or don't you want don't if you want or don't yeah Yeah. or don't (laughs) i will later (laughs) perfect (laughs) bye-bye bye